Welcome to Iron Sharpens Iron. This is a, uh, a radio talk show, guys, for you. And my name is Matt Palmer. I am blessed to be the co-host. And I'm joined by my co-host and my great brother in Christ, Devin Shad. Hey, brother. How you doing? Hey, Matt. Good. Thanks for having me with you today. Of course. And it's a beautiful day. And Iron Sharpens Iron is a production, a joint production, of Stewardship Mission of Faith and Catholic Men's Ministry in cooperation with St. Gabriel Radio here in the Diocese of Columbus. And uh, our guest today, Devin, aren't we pumped to have such a wonderful brother here, Jim O'Day, <laughs> down in beautiful near Atlanta, Eatonton, Georgia. Jim, good morning. Hi, brother. Good morning, brothers. How you doing? We are doing great. And we are good. We are so excited to have you on the show. Devin and I just are really... Um, Looking forward to this conversation, but I think I think we should open ourselves here and all the guys that are listening in prayer. Devin, would you uh, would you open us in prayer, brother? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, you are infinitely great and infinitely powerful. Yet you become man. You become little, so that you can lift us up to your greatness. We ask that you do this today that you empower us with your wisdom, your light, your inspiration, that you show us the way to be the men that we're called to be, to be the fathers that we're called to be, to be the spiritual leaders that will actually make a difference in this world, that will renew the church and bring you glory. God, let it be so. Inspire us and be with us. We ask all this in Jesus' most powerful and holy name, and we ask you, Blessed Mother, and St. Joseph, as you did with Jesus, to consecrate us to the Lord, that we may be set aside for holiness for the sacred mission of the Father. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beautiful. What a great way to get us started. So, guys out there that are listening, this show is really for you. And um, a little a quick intro. Devin and I are uh, dads, Catholics, husbands, fathers, grandfathers. Devin has founded a, a, a beautiful ministry, Fathers of St. Joseph, and um, we'll hear a little bit more about that. Um, I'm part of a Catholic men's ministry here in the Columbus Diocese. I'm a financial planner by profession. We're both, again, married, children, grandchildren. Um, Jim, let's start by giving you a chance to kind of introduce yourself. Um, tell us a little bit about Kim and the kids. And uh, and then we're going to get into, we're going to talk about sheep today, Jimmy. How about that? But let's first talk about you, and then we'll talk about sheep. Um, so our listeners, tell tell them a little bit about you. Yeah, so um, similar to you guys, husband, father, grandfather, married for 32 years, have two kids. Um, My daughter is married, and I have identical twin seven-year-old grandsons. Ooh, awesome. And my son Mm -hmm. is uh, off at college, uh, in his senior year of college, getting ready to go to pharmacy school. Um, So really, you know, exciting time in the life. In a very different stage of life, uh, which I've had a lot of time to ponder on, when the kids grow and leave the nest, so to speak, we as men have to rekindle this unique relationship with our wives. And it's been an interesting journey to just (laughs) be a couple again. 
Yeah, I think I think Devin and I can relate to that as well. It's sort of a, a different chapter, a new stage. It has its own joys and challenges, and um, mm. good for you. And and Jim, one of the reasons we are so excited to talk with you today is that Devin and I are, are both um, just touched by your story. You know, coming out of a corporate life and then restaurant tour. Uh, and then a calling out of um, out of a failed restaurant um, experience as an entrepreneur, a calling to be a different kind of an entrepreneur and to really serve men out there with your ministry, Integrity Restored. Tell the guys a little bit about um, Integrity Restored. Yeah, so Integrity Restored is a, uh, a ministry of stewardship, a mission of faith, one of the co-sponsors of this program. And... What we do is we exist to provide education, training, and resources for pornography addiction. And we really look at pornography addiction in a unique way, I think, in today's world. We recognized that this is a growing problem in society. Actually, guys, in our church, let's be honest. And nobody was doing anything about it. So... We put together Integrity Restored, and, and we base our programs, our products, our offerings on three pillars. One, the need for strong scientific counseling and therapy. The second is an increase in your spiritual life, frequent reception of the sacraments and spiritual direction. And then the third is community and accountability because we can't do it alone. And so we've built programs for those who are addicted to porn, for parents, for spouses, to train clergy. And it's just been an amazing ride uh, over the past five years to see how, how this incredible ministry has grown and touched tens of thousands of lives and helped people heal Couples heal, children heal. Uh, it's been a real blessing for me to be part of this. That's awesome, Devin. I'm thinking of of your work, um, Fathers of Saint Joseph. You know, here you are, a ministry to men in our calling as fathers, our identity as sons of God, and called to fatherhood to reveal God the Father. I'm sure in your work, um, you're traveling, you're speaking. Um, you must see that this problem has has crept into the lives of men as we try to live out our fatherhood talk about your own seeing witnessing this this uh this scourge in in our culture right now yeah it well it's everywhere number one and so that's why jim's ministry is so fundamental and so essential to the church it's everywhere um nearly i don't know if almost anyone's really excluded now just because it's so pervasive and it's so accessible. But I think what I notice is that it's debilitating. It totally weakens and undermines the strength of husbands, of fathers. And the devil is, you know, we don't want to give him too much credit, but obviously he's got a mind, and his mind has been strategizing how to use this against the church and against families and so it's by debilitating that authority to have mastery over your own castle, if you will, over your own manhood, over your own domain early on. So we grow up effeminate. We grow up feeling like we don't have power over ourselves. And therefore, when we enter into marriage 
and we enter into fatherhood, we're stripped of our power. We don't think that we're really going to be able to be effective because we know that we're, we're sold out on the inside. And so that's what I'm seeing. You look into guys' eyes and you see that, that I guess that reality, I'm sold out and I don't know how to get it back. I don't know how to get my authority back, my power. What do I do? And so that's why, Jim, what you're doing is off the charts, incredible, and and it's really making a difference in our church. Wow. Jim, you, obviously, you're kind of seeing this up close, individual counseling, guys reaching out. Um, I, I want to move us at some point here to kind of how this ministry is helping to restore guys, but... Talk a little bit first about the devastation that happens um, in families, um, in marriages, with children, as men particularly, not exclusively, but particularly kind of battle this. Um, what's, what's some of the results that uh, tragically you see and witness? Well, uh, the first thing I think we want to say is that it, this is not an exclusive problem to men, and unfortunately... Uh, it's a growing problem with women. And, and that's a really scary thing because for a long time, women held the family together. When someone is addicted to pornography, um, one of the first things that happens is a separation from all those he loves because he needs to keep this secret hidden. So the family becomes this huge obstacle in the way of him getting what he needs to satisfy the craving in his brain. Mm-hmm. So fathers disconnect from their children. Husbands disconnect from their wives. Um, and then, you know, the relationship without that connection that is a, that is a, a God-given gift in marriage is connection that's taken away and so then the relationships kind of spiral out of control the wives suffer from something called betrayal trauma which manifests itself very similarly to PTSD and the children suffer from their own trauma of that neglect of that love and care that they need uh, from their dad. And so it's really kind of terrifying to see, even in really, really good Catholic families, how this scourge, this pandemic of pornography, uh, is just tearing apart families at their very core. Mm-hmm. Removing love. One of the things that I would just want people to, if you don't remember anything else, I say, remember this. Lust takes, love gives. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, guys out there that are listening. Yeah. We are um, we're in the middle of a, of a wonderful discussion with Jim O'Day. Devin Shad and I are co-hosting a show for all of you guys out there called Iron Sharpens Iron, and it's a a joint production of Catholic Men's Ministry and Stewardship Mission of Faith. And uh, Devin and I are so blessed today to have as our guest on the show, Jim O'Day with Integrity Restored. We've been talking about kind of the scourge of pornography um, in our culture, within our church, in our families, in our marriages. Um, And Jim's just been sharing some of the the devastation. 
isolation. You know, um, Devin, I think about how Jim just said that pornography, like any addiction, isolates the one who is addicted. And that's exactly one of Satan's best strategies, right, is to, to separate us from God, from our, our inner life, from our community, our family. Share a little bit um, how you see that isolation, how Satan works in that way. Yeah, that's great. Um, well, I, I believe that Satan ramps up the, you know, the volume on this. He begins with temptation. That's one of his tactics. And if he can't get us with temptation, he'll intimidate us, intimidation. And then if he can't intimidate us, he uses distraction. But all of them, ultimately, his, his goal is to get us into isolation. And Karabatiwa, when he, he was before he was Pope John Paul II, he wrote this play called Radiation of Fatherhood. And it was about Adam, the, the original man, and how Adam, he, he did not, in a sense, become the spiritual father he was called to be because between Adam and spiritual fatherhood was the horizon of self-sacrifice, the horizon of suffering. So the idea is, is the way we move from selfishness and self-absorbedness, like, like Jim, you were saying, you know, basically you use, you, you lose, you know, a lust divorces love from sacrifice. And so the way that we're not going to be in isolation is unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. So if we don't die to ourselves, we remain in isolation. But if we begin to give, we begin to live. You know, we begin to do things for other people. We begin to get outside the selfishness. And this is why the rot, the rot of lust and the rot of pornography, it, it just it consumes us like a cancer from the inside because it keeps us from actually being able to be that gift, to be able to discover who we really are. And that's where identity is at. We only discover who we are by giving ourselves away. And so the devil's goal, isolation. Heaven's goal, communion. Hell is permanent isolation. It's like this cosmic kind of dynamic of, like, cosmic rape and then isolation. You know, the demons attack us and torture us and then leave us in our own misery. Whereas heaven is complete self-giving love. That's the Trinity. And so that's what God wants for us, but the devil doesn't want us for that. And that's why he uses pornography against us, is to keep us in isolation, to keep the family from being that, that icon of the Trinity, of God's love. Mm. As we, um, this beautiful paradox that as we die to ourselves, um, and we see in Christ's death, then resurrection um, comes, and new life comes, the life that God intends for us. So I told the guys earlier um, that are listening, uh, Jimmy, that we're going to talk about sheep. So um, uh, all you guys out there, this this man is, uh, he's a martial arts guy too, Jimmy O'Day. You don't want to mess with him. You don't want to mess with him. So, Jim, I know you've been, um, you know, working so hard to minister to men, and I know you've got a, a book out that you're working on that is really takes this concept of, uh, of the sheepdog, and um, just set up this this wonderful imagery of sheeps and wolves and sheepdogs, and, and help us uh, think a little bit how that imagery can help us uh, as men kind of enter into this battle and uh, and have a better understanding of what we're facing. Sure, uh, yeah, I've been involved in the in the martial arts for thirty years, and um, it's been one of the best things I've ever done myself and and in the course of those 30 years I've I've done a lot of work with law enforcement uh, students 
And I was introduced to the sheepdog concept. It was, uh, it's in a book written by a guy, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman, who's a military man who, and who has studied, um, war and the effects of war and violence on soldiers and law enforcement personnel. And he came up with this concept, concept of a sheepdog. And, and it's, it's so clear and, it, it really crystallizes for us as men what we're called to be. There's three types of people in the world. Most people, the vast majority of people, are sheep. And and there's nothing wrong with that, but they kind of go through life unaware of what's going on around them. You know, nowadays I think about sheep, I think about everybody with their head buried in their cell phone, earbuds in both ears, not even knowing what's going on around them and kind of just staggering through life, really. And then there's a, then there's a percentage of people who are wolves. And the wolves' whole job is to prey on the sheep. And I think we're seeing more and more of that in our society today where there's a lot of people who recognize the weakness of the sheep and they try and take advantage of that. And then there's a very small percentage of people who are sheepdogs. And really what it means to be a sheepdog is you are willing to stand between the wolf and the sheep. And I think about my role and every man's role as husband, father, uncle, teacher, coach, mentor, educator. Well, God created us to stand between the wolf and the sheep and protect those sheep. So I've been working on this book for a couple years now. And uh, hopefully we'll have it done by the end of this year, releasing next year. But it really talks about how we can, as civilians, not law enforcement or military, but as civilians, how we can cultivate the, the virtues and characteristics of a sheepdog in our daily lives. You know, uh, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm just going back to Genesis, and I'm thinking, Devin, about how relevant this, these analogies are to, um, to our first parents, and how, you know, Adam was called to be a protector, a sheepdog, if you will, um, and a wolf got into his family, and uh, he failed. He wasn't, he wasn't ready. Talk a little bit for the guys Help us kind of take what Jim just shared, and, and let's take it all the way back so that we can see how this problem has existed from from the start. Yeah, I mean, Jim's right, and it's, it's innate to our male psyche how we're created, because when God created Adam, he created him outside of the garden. Um, we, we kind of miss that a lot of times. We think that Adam was created in the garden, but he was created in the unknown, uncharted, undiscovered wilderness, and then, then God placed him in the garden and gave him the task to guard it, protect it, cherish it, and keep it. And so when woman comes on the scene, woman, the first thing she sees is Adam and his delight in her. And she's safe. But Adam has this instinct in the sense that he's, he's a both and. He's outside in the wilderness, the hostile wilderness, and the inside in the garden, in the place of peace and love and tranquility. And so God gives him the task to guard this garden, the garden itself, but the garden of woman, her fruitfulness, her purity, 
her beauty. And so he's, that's his position. He, his location is between these two worlds. And he's warned, you know, in a way, by God, that if that, if that fruit of the tree is eaten, that death will come. He's got to protect the garden. And, but like you said, Jim, he failed. But that's like St. Joseph. St. Joseph had the charge to guard the Blessed Virgin Mary. Jesus had the charge to stand in the breach and to guard the church. Let these go, he says in the garden. Let them go. And he hands himself over. So the hireling is the one who works for pay. You know, when he sees the devil coming, when he sees the enemy persecuting, when he feels like there's going to be loss involved, he flees. And we can all relate to that. At least I can. I've had many moments in my Mm -hmm. life where I've experience that temptation even falling right and it's going to cost me it's going to cost me but but as we become better followers of christ and we begin to understand what he's done for us and we live by the power of the holy spirit we begin to understand that just like the offensive center on an offensive line his job once he snaps that football is to protect that quarterback give that quarterback enough time to get that ball downfield so that they can score the touchdown well it's like that with us we have to block our family. We have to protect our family to give them enough time to get upfield, so to speak, to get to heaven, give them enough grace and space to, you know, enter into salvation or receive that and live it. The problem is, is pornography and the like, lust, all these things, it's, it's almost like the offensive center just steps aside and says, hey, go ahead and sack my family. Mm-hmm. And we don't even, we don't intentionally do that. This is not to condemn anyone. We just don't know. We just, we just get sucked into it, we become addicted to it, and we don't really realize the ramifications that are taking place. Wow. Jim, do you think that's, do you think that's right, or what do you think? I think that's, I think that's exactly right. I, don't, I, I cannot imagine. But look, I am the child of alcoholic parents, and I can promise you, my mom or dad didn't wake up every morning and say, I'm so glad to be an alcoholic. I want to be an alcoholic. <laughs> And I can promise you it's the same thing with folks struggling with pornography addiction or drug addiction or food addiction. Or, it doesn't matter. Nobody's waking up saying that's what they want to do. Nah, no. Yeah. I, I remember a friend of mine was uh, turning 40. We hadn't talked for like probably eight years, and we reconnected on the phone. And um, we were just talking about life, and I, I started jabbing him because he was, you know, getting older, turning 40, and asked him if he was wearing Depends and all this stuff. And <laughs> and, and and he said, he kind of broke through with a little, a little bit of honesty. He says, you know, I'm turning 40, but I still feel like a boy. And my radar mm. went up. I was like, huh. And I said, well, let me ask you something. Are you addicted to lust? And he said, this is a thing that is killing me. It's killing my marriage. Yep. It's killing me personally. If I'm addicted to pornography, my wife knows it. It's affecting my relationship with kids, and I can't stop. I can't stop. And so this is a guy, like you're saying, Jim, who wakes up in the morning and is like, can't even look in the mirror. You know, he, he doesn't want to yep. be himself because he doesn't like who he's become, the internal monster, if you will. And, and so many of us can relate to that, can't we all? I mean, my gosh, we, we go through this and we realize, man, I'm not the guy that I'm called to be. And then we, we don't know where to turn for the answers. And so I think that's, a good segue, I don't know, Mr. Palmer, you, you're, I want you to lead here, but I think it would be great to find out what, Jim, like, what should we do? Yeah. You know, how can we help guys who feel like, <clears throat> I don't know where to turn. What do I do now? Yeah, I think it's a great question. Um, and I think that, 
as we kind of um, come towards the end of this show, I, I think it's good for guys to understand that there is hope, you know, that if if we're called to be sheepdogs, St. Joseph's, and to guard and protect that which God has entrusted to us, our wife, our children, our family, our culture, um, we've got to recognize first that sometimes we have become sheep uh, and we're just ignorant, we're not focused, we're not in the game. Sadly, then, other times we actually become wolves, or at least instruments of the wolf, Satan. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, Jim, let's um, let's move to some practical ideas of uh, guys out there, gals. But let's we're talking to the men out there. Let's. What would you suggest uh, guys do that are struggling with this? It, it's really interesting because I talk to guys all over the country, actually all over the world, and and none of them want their children affected by this scourge, even though they themselves are struggling with it, right? So the first thing I say to them, you got to heal yourself because you can't give what you don't have. So they have to heal themselves. The biggest problem we have with men is they want to do it alone. They want to white knuckle it. They don't want to let anybody know their weakness. And that's where the devil runs rampant. So when they when they find themselves in that place, give us here as we kind of wrap, give us two or three specific steps that we as guys need to take when we when we find ourselves right there. Yep, it, 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 it's really simple. Get get to confession. Speak to your priest, like Devin's friend did. Call up a brother, because you can't do it alone. And God sent out the apostles two by two for a very reason. When we're alone, it's easy for us to be attacked. When we're together, it's hard. So get to confession, talk to a brother, and then finally get yourself some help. If you had cancer or a broken arm, you would get to the doctor. The same thing with this situation. Don't be afraid to get the healing you need. And I can promise you guys, brothers out there listening, healing is possible. Recovery is possible. Flourishing in your marriage and your fatherhood is absolutely possible. What a beautiful vision. This has been Iron Sharpens Iron, a joint production of Stewardship Mission of Faith and Catholic Men's Ministry in cooperation with St. Gabriel Radio, Devin Shad and uh, me, Matt Palmer. We are your co-hosts. We're so blessed to have had Jim O'Day on today. Jim, give us your um, your website for guys that want to reach out to you. Yeah, visit uh, integrityrestored.com. has all our programs, uh, free podcasts every week with incredible guests. And we've just launched a new coaching program online called the Integrity Circle Coaching Program. So visit IntegrityRestored.com for more information. Awesome. Devin and I are so blessed to have had you today, Jim. Guys out there, have a great day. We'll talk to you soon on our next show. God bless.